the evolution of new age, electroacoustic fusion, live virtual shows in Second Life, artist promotion and marketing, now streaming on audio syncrasy and mystic soundscapes. EAFmusic.com Escapes. A Mystic Soundscapes netcast. The latest news in the world of New Age music, concert updates, artist interviews, contests, and more. Presented by Mystic Soundscapes Internet Radio. Because life sounds better chilled. And now, Escapes. It's Escapes number 19 for Friday, January 19th, 2007, the first show of the new year. I'm Pete Havey, your host. Hope you all had a nice holiday. I did. Worked a bit too much. Santa brought me Valium. Is that clock right? Is it 3 a.m.? Man, I didn't realize how late it was tonight. This morning. It's 3 a.m. in the foothills of the Sandia Mountains of New Mexico. All is dark and quiet on this cold winter's night. The peaceful glow of an evening light shines brightly from an open window in a house at the end of a lonely street. Through that window, the icy winter wind blows onto the face of procrastinator Pete Havey, who has once again left his podcast until the last minute to produce. The steam from his coffee mug rises into the air as he takes a sip of his 17th cup of coffee and attempts to come up with a decent podcast again this month. It's a long, lonely road, this podcasting. One can only hope that this man will learn his lesson and procrastinate no more. These past couple of months have been really crazy here at the internet stations and even more insane online in Second Life, which I'm going to get to in a bit. But first, I have to say hi to Scott and Anthony over at the Sci-Fi and Fantasy Podcast who were kind enough to talk a bit about Mystic Soundscapes on one of their recent shows. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate the mention and your dedicated listening. If you haven't checked out Scott and Anthony's show, folks, do yourself a favor and visit them online, scifiandfantasypodcast.com. they got a great show. They're a lot of fun to listen to. They discuss sci-fi movies and topics and do an awesome job. It's scifiandfantasypodcast.com. Another person I want to mention real quickly here is Waverly Fitzgerald, who runs schooloftheseasons.com. Now, I've been a subscriber to Waverly's newsletter for a couple of years now and a big fan of her website. The website's a great resource for information on holidays and seasonal celebrations. And, you know, let's face it, with the way things are these days, we could all use more reasons to celebrate. You know what I'm saying? Give me an excuse to celebrate something. I'm there, baby. Visit the site. Plan on spending some time there because there's lots to see and do and by it's schooloftheseasons.com. Well, our venture into the virtual world of Second Life last November has taken on a whole new direction with the creation of the Electroacoustic Fusion Group, or EAF as we call it. Electroacoustic Fusion is a term the group's using to describe the evolution of what New Age music is becoming. The group was pioneered by some good friends of mine, artists Corey Carruthers and Heath Vircher, as well as Audiosyncrasy's Jamie Osborne, and they were kind enough to invite me into the group which I'm sure they're smacking themselves for right now. <laughs> but what's done is done. I'm there to stay, baby. Just recently, EAF welcomed pianist Lewis Landon into the fold, and a few weeks ago, Kurt Bester lost all of his sensibility as well and decided to hook up with our group. EAF is making lots of waves and hosting some incredible live virtual shows where listeners can hear the artists and interact with them on a level that's rarely possible in real life. You can check out upcoming shows at eafmusic.com. And if you're in Second Life, look up the Electroacoustic Fusion Group and be sure to join up. Join us and we will complete your musical training. 
With our combined strength, we can bring order to the music world. That was for you, Heath. I know you'll appreciate that. I can't believe that I'm your daughter, Dad. You are crazy. And a side note to all this is that our internet station, Mystic Soundscapes, is now streaming into Second Life. So if you're a 2L resident and you want to play Mystic Soundscapes in your virtual home, your shop, business, or plot of land, get in touch with me. Send an IM to Pete Sabre, that's S-A-B-R-E, and I'll get you the details on how you can pull that off. Lorena McKenna interview on the way in just a few, but let's start off with something from a group called 7 and 5. 7 and 5 is the musical concept of John Nixon. I found him on MySpace and have become a huge fan of the album in a moment's time. This track's called Amen.
Amen from the album In a Moment's Time by 7 and 5. Be sure to check them out on MySpace. It's myspace.com slash 7 and 5. That's the number 7, A-N-D, and the number 5. Here's what's happening in the music. There is a lot of new music headed your way this year from some of our super talented musicians. Look for Blue Stone's sophomore release, Worlds Apart, in stores January 30th. I talked with uh, Robert and Bill last year on the show. In fact, they did their first interview as Blue Stone in our podcast. And we'll have them back on the show in a week or two to talk about their new release, so that'll be fun. The ever-generous David Lons was kind enough to send over the newly released edition of his CD, Cup of Moonlight. You can check that one out right now on his website at davidlons.com. There are rumors of a new CD from Enigma guitarist and co-producer Jens God, who will offer up some new material as Achillea on Sequoia Records in February. Solo pianist David Nebu's website announced his new CD, Adorations, scheduled for release this summer. Miguel Samiz, now recording as Ariel, announced that his forthcoming CD, Tenganan, is coming along nicely. That one's now in the mix mastering phase. No word yet on when we can expect the release or whether or not I pronounced that CD title correctly. Watch for a new CD by Soulwire's Ken Hill, coming in July called A Radiant Nothing. Ken's hard at work on some new sounds and an evolved style that only continues to get better and better, folks. Watch for this one. It's going to be worth the wait. From artist Tim McGowan comes the news that we can expect a new CD from him very soon. His MySpace blog reported that he's working on the CD cover and artwork right now because he's a master of all things. Keep rocking, Tim. We love you, man. Plus new albums from our core electroacoustic fusion musicians Corey Carruthers, Heath Vircher, Lewis Landon, and Kurt Bester coming up this year, too. So there's going to be no lack of great music headed our way. Start saving those dollars now so you can be ready. Got my piggy bank right here. One, two, three, four, five cents. All right. Little way to go, but I'll get there. In other news, Amethystium's track Arcus is being offered up for remixing through acidplanet.com. The remix contest began January 11th and continues through February 22nd. The winner receives merchandise from Neurodisc Records, Acid Pro Software, and more. So check out the details at amethystium.com. Second Life's Electroacoustic Fusion Group announced the addition of musician-composer Kurt Bester to its artist lineup last week. Kurt joined artists Corey Carruthers, Heath Vircher, and Lewis Landon on January 13th for the first EAF Live Music Festival in Second Life, which drew listeners from around the world. For more on EAF and what they're doing to promote music in Second Life and real life, visit eafmusic.com. ALU's Jeffrey Metling announced in his MySpace blog that the group's next music video will be Sweet Possession, in the style of Eurogoth complete with tattoos and colored hair. <laughs> wow, I fit in perfectly. Hey Jeff, call me man, I'll appear for free. Really, no charge. And finally, No Musy has posted a short YouTube video of himself working on a new track called Chant of the Blue Swan. Check that one out at nomusy.com. G-N-O-M-U-S-Y.com. That's what's happening in the music, folks. For more updated music news, visit our website at mysticsoundscapes.com slash music. Here's our top 10 track list for the past 30 days on Mystic Soundscapes Internet Radio. This will cover December 19th, 06 through January 18th, 07, according to votes and requests from our listeners online. In at number 10, the mystic edit of Chris Natoli's When Darkness Falls. Number 9, A Dream in the Night by Celtic group Clannad. No Musi's Scent of Light drops in at number 8. At number 7, Candle in the Nile from Sound Connection. That's a collaboration between Bill McGee and DeBassi. Number 6, Night Noise with the song Windell. Gates by Benedict hits number 5 this month. In at number 4 is Cal with a change of season. 
Number three, our buddy Heath Bircher with Patchwork. Sky's The Magician hits number two. And the number one track for the past 30 days is Adventure Cargo with Eyes of the Jaguar. That's the top ten, folks. Our charts are built from listener ratings and music requests over a 30-day period. And remember, you can check out our weekly top five every Monday on mysticsoundscapes.com. seventh full-length studio recording, this talented vocalist musician follows her muse across time and tide, taking her inspiration from the history and the migrations of the Celtic people. Here's our Escapes interview with Lorena McKennett. Lorena, it's been a long nine years since uh, your last studio recording, and we're so glad to finally get our Lorena fix again with an ancient muse. Your new CD is described as taking the listener through time and space to various periods in history, and you said that it can be compared to equipping yourself with a Uriel card. You also used the term musical landscaping, which mm-hmm. I thought was fantastic. Could you elaborate on that a bit? Well, I suppose the, the Uriel card is, is a kind of gesture to my own experience, because what I've done uh, as a result of, of uh, the way I've approached my music, um, which is that I've been very, very interested in, the, in Celtic history and I've used the pan-Celtic history as a kind of creative springboard. But when I discovered that the Celts were much more than this mad collection of anarchists from uh, Scotland, Ireland and Wales and so on, but this vast collection of tribes from Middle and Eastern Europe as far back as 500 BC, I felt duty-bound to <laughs> go to as many... Uh, geographical places that uh, uh, these early Celtic people might have existed. So, um, but it, but truly, the the Celtic history is more of a, a vehicle or of almost like a glorified excuse to get to places and experience things and get to know people that may have a lot or very little to do with with the Celts. Right. So that so that so the rail card is is more just a, a gesture to that. So basically. I'm hiring Lorena McKennett as my tour guide. Sort of, yes. <laughs> yeah, I use that? <laughs> of course you can. I won't even charge you for it. <laughs> now, let's give listeners a quick overview, if you would, of some of the different places they can expect to visit while they're listening to an ancient muse. Well, certainly some of the places that uh, I touched uh, uh, down on in the lead-up to this recording were uh, Greece, Turkey, Mongolia, China, um, and even at one point, uh, it wasn't in, so much in a deliberate exercise of going to uh, Jordan, but I did find myself in Jordan over a brief weekend uh, and was acquainted a bit more with the Circassian connection. Uh, the Circassian culture comes from the Caucasus, and the Caucasus is an area where the Celts were once as well. So those are those are some of the places that I visited over the course of this uh, the preparation for this recording. Now, in addition to your regular collaborators, you're working with a host of international performers on this album. Can you mention a few of those performers? And what I'm really interested in is how you were able to get them all on the same page. (laughs) 
and communicate your vision to him while you were creating the music? Well, I, I, it all begins with uh, you know the the ideas for the songs, what I where I am historically and geographically situating them, what are the themes or subjects that I'm interested in exploring in those songs. So then, what happens? I speak with uh, my key collaborator Brian Hughes, and I said, "Would you would you mind?" Um, uh, we need to find a Comanche player or a Lyra player or a hurdy-gurdy player or so on. So he would uh, track uh, down these individuals and they would be invited to the studio environment. We recorded uh, at Peter Gabriel's studio in England at Real World. Wow. And what's so wonderful about that studio is that, especially the room where we work, it's called the Big Room, and it really is like a cross between a sanctuary and a conservatory. The front of it is, is, uh, is our full-length window that look out onto a, a pond, which is often um, inhabited by swans and ducks and herons and 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 so on. And um, what I would do is I'd bring as many of these musicians as I could to the studio at one time. And that large room allows these musicians to be set up with microphones uh, at the same time. And I would brief them. I would say, here's the melody and whatever lyrics I had written. I would paint for them the the uh, research or, in fact, the imagery underpinnings for them uh, f- uh, for the piece, and then we just sort of go at it. So it, it, it often becomes like a musical lab. I think musical lab is a good description because, you know, I heard something interesting about your process and the fact that your music is rarely written down when you get into the studio, which is amazing to me. So as you're describing your vision to these musicians and collaborators, would you say that it's more of a, an improvisational process than anything else? Well, within certain parameters, I would say that, you know, here here's the key. Uh, I would like it to have this kind of a feel. Um, and... You know, we would we there would be layers of of exploration, and we run a we run. Uh, I mean, it used to be a dat, but now it's you know we just we run we we record our whole sessions. So sometimes at the end of the day, we'll go back over those uh, those that those trackings, um, and just say you know this element, this element, that element would be really great to keep, or we'd be really great to develop, and the next day we'd go back in and work on those sections. So it's it's um, it's. Like coming up with a recipe, like in the kitchen that you've never, <laughs> you know, you've never made before, and you don't know exactly what it's going to be, but you are collectively uh, working towards it. But the wh- how because uh, I have these images, and and I've only recently come to terms with the fact that, in actually, in actual fact, they're more than images; they're actually little films I've developed <laughs> in my mind, and that the recording is more or less a soundtrack to these films that go in my mind. So I would I would explain to them, uh, you know, the the imagery, as I say, underpinning the songs, and that I re, I I'm sort of like the conductor of yes, this is good. Let's develop this further, or no, this feel doesn't work, and so on. That's great. I, I like that you use the term soundtrack as well because your music has always been kind of the soundtrack to my own highly intriguing and dramatic life. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you, throwing all those people together in one room, giving them your vision and having an amazing album like An Ancient Muse be the result. Wow. I mean, if I could do that in my own life, maybe I wouldn't have to work in fast food anymore. My <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, one more question before we wrap up here. If your fans could take away one thing from listening to an ancient muse, what would you like it to be? Well, I, I hope they would be... A I mean, I'm, I, I've come to accept that I have uh, a fairly um, insatiable curiosity and it would be that uh, they, they would be impacted by my curiosity. They would be sort of infected by my curiosity and go to uh, that I would become more of a conduit for further exploration on their part. Well, I think that wish has come true because your work over the years has uh, definitely given me uh, more of an opportunity and incentive to explore uh, Celtic history. I've got a little Celtic blood running through these veins, as most people do these days. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lorena, congratulations on such a wonderful album. It has definitely been worth the wait. Thank you. And, you know, if you ever want to change careers and actually become a tour guide, <laughs> I will be your first customer. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much for taking the time to uh, to be here and talk with me today. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Pete. From her brand new CD, An Ancient Muse, this is Lorena McKennett, Beneath a Phrygian Sky.
That's brand new from Lorena McKennett, Beneath a Phrygian Sky from the CD and Ancient Muse. I'm Pete Havey. You're listening to Escapes. Be sure to check out Lorena on the web at quinlanroad.com. Some amazing music and merchandise and information there. And don't forget, an Ancient Muse is available right now everywhere. If you don't have a copy, grab it. You're going to love it. If you do have a copy, listen to it again for the first time. Find a direct link to Lorena's website from our site at mysticsoundscapes.com. Wow, it's the end of the show. I can't believe I made it. (laughs) You just don't know how tired I am this week, folks. Had a lot of voiceover work and radio commercials to do this week, not to mention all the new paperwork for Mystic Soundscapes now that the station's fully licensed, and plus all the complaining about working, that took a lot out of me. A lot of my online friends would probably say I spend too much time in Second Life spewing information about music and artists and stuff, but I will deny that wholeheartedly. Unless, of course, I'm poked in the eyes with sharp, tiny metal sticks, and then I'll probably admit it. It's a scary state of affairs these days, folks. I'm trying to find time to sleep. I look like a zombie when I walk down the street. I'm sure I'm hideous. And yet, people can't look away. Anyway, some really cool interviews coming up for you in future episodes of Escapes. Our first Aussie guest, Catherine Duke. Is it Duke or Duck? Guess I'll be finding that out pretty quickly. Uh, 7 and 5's John Nixon will join us, as well as Heath Vircher, Tim Story, Blue Stone, Kurt Bester, if he isn't afraid of me after hearing today's show, Lewis Landon, and lots more talented people who I bring on the show basically just to cover up my own lack of skills. That does it for Escapes number 19. Hope you enjoyed the show. I definitely enjoyed doing it, even though I was half asleep through the whole process. Check back soon. Our next show's coming up in a week or two, as long as I can locate a wholesale source for my coffee beans here. Thanks for tuning in and letting me spew to you. For Escapes, I'm Pete Havey, and I'm going to bed. Escapes.